welcome to The Top, the podcast that provides you with what you need to succeed in the real estate world. Brought to you by the Collin County Association of Realtors. Get ready to tackle top real estate topics in bite-sized amounts with CCAR President Ron Leach and Jonna Fernandez, CCAR Chief Operating Officer. Hi, Ron. Hi, Jonna. Welcome to The Top. I am happy to be here. Today is extra special because I'm sitting here next to a great friend of mine, outstanding inspector, and an all-around awesome human, Lee Warren. That's right. Thanks for being here, Lee. For those of you listening, Lee is a licensed inspector and owner of Prospect Inspectors Incorporated. He also currently serves on the panel of advisors for the North Texas Realtors in Action Foundation and serves as chairman of the Texas Real Estate Commission's Inspector Committee. We're going to talk about some important changes to the real estate inspector standards of practice going into effect February 1st, 2022. But before we do, can you tell us who creates the standards of practice and why are they important? The standards of practice are created by the I trek in most specifically through the inspector advisory committee. It's an advisory committee of six inspectors, three public members that function as a committee that guides the commissioners on what they should uh, be passing as it relates to the inspection industry. Who will be affected by these changes? <clears throat> well, the effect will be on a number of different areas. So inspectors will certainly be affected. Um, agents will see some effect as it relates to each transaction and how an inspector conveys and what the inspector conveys to a potential buyer. And the buyer will be affected as well as some of these changes will be noticeable. Some will probably be a lot more subtle. So let's start with inspectors and then move on to how uh, real estate agents will be affected. So for inspectors who are listening to this podcast right now, what should they be aware of? Is there a resource where they can review all of these changes we're talking about? They can certainly go on Trek's website and look at the updated standards that will be there as well as there's a whole new form. So the the entire form has changed as well. The standard report form that every inspector has to use for every inspection is now going to be updated as of February 1st. It is uh, allowed for voluntary use now. If they want to use the new form, they can use the form now, but it will be required use as of February 1st. And then just some of the things that are actually looked at by inspectors will actually change. So they'll need to know what things are gonna be added to the standards of practice that they now have to look at uh, during the inspection process. Lee, I'm curious, do you feel like these changes are overdue or proactive? It's a little of both. The The standards of practice is something that is constantly evolving. We The review process through the standards of practice subcommittee starts, usually goes about two or three years, and we kind of cycle through every time. And then now once, we do, once we've done this and got this completed, we'll probably start the standards review process again in the spring of next year. It is, it's a constant process. We're always trying to make modifications and changes, not only as the industry changes, as times and technologies change um, and safety features get added to different components of houses. So some of it may, may feel overdue. Some of it may not. For instance, the AFCI, the arc fault circuit interruption, we tried putting that into the standards years ago, but there was a lot of confusion that came out about it and a lot of uh, feedback that came back. So those AFCI standards were taken out. They've now been put back in uh, just with a better understanding that we need to educate our clients better on what AFCIs are um, to make sure that you know, we don't scaring people. Okay. Well, and I know that track and the real estate industry as a whole really uh, prioritizes safety and works to keep clients top of mind. So, um, you know, I really kind of, from what you're saying about these changes, safety is kind of the priority there with all of that. Absolutely. 
Absolutely. Safety is always going to be the first thing that we're going to look at. Um, we're trying to make that right balance between safety and uh, consumer information. There comes a point where you give consumers just too much information. So we try to make sure that we don't kind of cross that line either. So Lee, as a real estate agent, how will I, how will I be affected with these changes? As an agent, you'll notice that the report form will be a little different. Um, not much. There's some additions, but the preamble to it has changed. We completely um, scrapped the old preamble on the report and rewrote it so it's easier for consumers to understand. From an agent's perspective, you'll see a difference in the fact that we have to notate the location of gas meter and really look at gas supply system as a completely separate system. The arc fault tends to be a big change that the agents will see. There was an issue last time when arc faults went into the standards that uh, older houses, which were built well before the AFCI standards, all of a sudden we as inspectors were writing up that they didn't have arc faults. Well, unfortunately you can't put arc fault breakers on a lot of old wiring because it just isn't going to work. So this caused a lot of problems and confusions with buyers and sellers and, and issues there. So the best thing from the agent is just to make sure that they're aware of what AFCIs are. The fact that you, you really more than likely can't put AFCI breakers on older, older wired houses. And that's just going to be, we have to notate it as just a deficiency because it is in the current uh, code standards for safety features. Will, will clients be affected by the changes to the inspector standards of practice? Clients won't see a whole lot of change. If it's a client who has done multiple inspections in the past, they may notice some difference, but I think the, the typical client that may or that probably hasn't gone through an inspection before likely won't notice any big changes. You know, they're not used to an old report form, so they won't have to deal with that. And most, a lot of the information that's in these new standards, a lot of inspectors are doing already. We're just now making it part of the minimal requirements for inspectors. I know that um, we talked about these changes taking effect February 1st. So anyone who has, you know, their home inspected prior to February 1st, should they worry that their inspection might be lacking if these new standards aren't used prior to then? I wouldn't worry about it being anything being lacking. Like I said, there's most of a lot of inspectors are actually using a lot of these standards currently. They just weren't part of the minimum set of requirements. The standards of practice are just the minimum set of requirements that inspectors have to use on every inspection. Most inspectors will exceed those in a number of different ways. We've just taken some of those typical uh, things that inspectors exceed on and made them part of the minimum standards because we just feel it's important for consumer safety. So, Lee, before we let you go today, is there any last bit of information that you would like our listeners to know or be aware about, uh, be aware of regarding these new standards? No, I think the standards pretty much speak for themselves. Uh, it's a process. If anybody ever wants to get involved in the process, you're more than welcome. Our, our meetings are always completely open and transparent. We, like I said, we've been going on these, working on these standards for about three years now, where I think they've done, the standards uh, committee has really hit the mark there's always going to be changes and we, we certainly welcome new more changes uh, to the standards in the next uh, revision. So anybody has any insight or any input on that, we're more than willing to listen and take a look at those on the next go round. Well, as always, it has been a pleasure speaking with you. Thank you so much for joining us. Oh, my pleasure. That was some really great information today that you shared with us, Lee. Thank you for taking the time to talk with us. Absolutely. For those listening, thanks for hanging out with us. And don't forget to subscribe to Welcome to the Top wherever you get your podcasts. Also, be sure to leave us a review and let us know how we're doing. If you have a question or topic you want us to discuss, we want to hear it. Email us at ask at welcometothetop.com 
and listen to Hear It Covered. Can't wait to hear from you. Thanks for listening, and be sure to ask me why I vote Act Invest. Special thanks to our host, Jonna Fernandez and Ron Leach, producer Bree Westbury, outreach and guest relations manager, Kendall Crawford, and podcast administrator, Sean Offsall. Tune in next time, and don't forget to enjoy your journey to the top. The statements by speakers in this podcast do not necessarily represent the views or position of the Collin County Association of Realtors, its leadership, or its members. This podcast is not intended to give legal, financial, medical, or other advice, but simply to provide information as a springboard to further discussion and investigation.